0: Hello everyone, and welcome to our latest Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. My name is Simon Lovegrove, Global Director of Financial Services Knowledge here at Norton Rose Fulbright. Joining me today is Matthew Gregory, a partner in our London Financial Services team, who specializes in retail financial services law. Today, Matthew will be sharing his thoughts on the recent HM Treasury and FCA papers on cash access. Good to have you here today, Matthew. So let's get right into it and set the scene. First, what rules or guidance has the Financial Conduct Authority, or FCA, already got in place regarding
1: access to cash? Thanks, Simon, and hi, everybody. So back in October 2002, the FCA published finalized guidance, which is 22.6, on branch and ATM closures or conversions, which updated the FCA's original September 2020 guidance clarifying its expectations of firms when they are considering the closure of a branch or the conversion of free-to-use ATMs. The updated guidance included closure analysis when firms are considering and conducting their analysis before deciding to close a branch. They should include usage trends and overall transaction volumes across a suitably representative period. And firms should also share details of any commercial evaluation that they've completed for the FCA.
0: Thanks, Matthew, for setting the scene interesting. I suspect there is now a consumer duty angle, which we'll come on to a bit later. But for the moment, we now have the Financial Services and Markets Act 2023, which introduces a requirement for the FCA to exercise new functions for the purpose of seeking to ensure reasonable provision of cash access services in the UK or part of the UK. Now this includes the ability for the FCA to set rules which designated firms and where applicable designated operators of cash access coordination arrangements must follow. The Act also placed a requirement on HM Treasury to publish a statement of policy concerning cash deposit and withdrawal services to which the FCA must have regard, including in determining what constitutes reasonable provision of cash access services in the UK. And on the 18th of August this year, the HM Treasury issued a statement of policy. So Matthew, to begin with, can you just give us the headlines from the HM Treasury statement of policy?
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Simon. Look, I think the starting point is that based on the data before it, the government doesn't feel that it needs to introduce a substantial redistribution or large scale introduction of additional cash access points believes that in the UK and urban areas, the vast majority of people have access to cash deposit and cash withdrawal services within a maximum of one mile of where they live. And in rural areas, that's three miles. And the government's policy is that this coverage should be maintained while recognizing that deposit and withdrawal needs may differ by location and between individuals and businesses, and that local circumstances and user needs might change over time with a lack of access impacting locations differently.
0: Okay, thanks, Matthew. And for personal current accounts, what does the government say about reasonable provision of cash
1: access services? Well, on that point, the government's view is that the reasonable provision of cash access services, as to be determined by the FCA, means free cash access services. This doesn't preclude the provision of pay-to-use services, but the government doesn't consider it appropriate for pay-to-use services to contribute towards reasonable provision in relation to such accounts.
0: Okay, and on the reasonable provision of cash access services, the government has stated that consideration should be given to the degree to which services meet local needs in relation to both business and personal use. It's also listed a number of factors.
1: Yes, so according to the government, this includes factors such as say, the types of cash services and nearest alternatives available, hours of of availability and demographic factors in a local area, so things like age, and, of course, characteristics of vulnerability that might reflect a greater need for cash access.
0: Okay, and the FCA has also issued a statement on its new powers to protect access to cash, noting that, generally speaking, for most people, access to cash is good. It also notes that the volume of payments that do not involve cash in the UK has risen from about 45% a decade ago to about 85% as of 2021.
1: That's right. The the lockdowns uh, pursuant to the COVID nineteen pandemic, as well as technological advances, have changed spending habits. And in fact, uh, there's very recent data published um, today that uh, that goes to su- goes to support that. That demonstrates an increased use of cash in the UK economy. And what do you think is the key point on the FCA statement? I think the key point in the FCA statement is that the FCA will seek to maintain a network of cash access facilities that is in keeping with the current distribution of services so that people and businesses who remain reliant on cash are able to withdraw and deposit it. The regulator will consult on new rules in due course, which it it expects will focus on firms' efforts in local areas where the deficiencies in cash access would be likely to have a significant impact.
0: Interesting. Now, the FCA also said that it will consider certain factors which will include the number and characteristics of people likely to be affected, including the impact on those in vulnerable circumstances also the number of businesses which accept cash payments likely to be affected, the distance to the nearest suitable access, and the costs people and businesses face to travel there. There will also be a FCA consultation on rules as regards banks and building societies conducting assessments.
1: Yeah, that's right. There will be a consultation on rules that will require each of the banks and building societies designated by the government as subject to the new access to cash regime to conduct assessments of the reasonableness of cash provision when certain significant changes in local access occur or are proposed. So, for example, this could include a decision to close a bank branch. The FCA expects these rules to also require an assessment where a community requests one.
0: Okay, thanks, Matt. Now, I mentioned earlier that there must also be a consumer duty angle to all of this, as the duty is really all-encompassing. Banks and building societies are still currently embedding the duty into their operations, but the duty also includes a new principle which states that firms should act to deliver good outcomes for retail customers. And there are also a series of cross-cutting rules and for customer outcomes. Having just finished a number of consumer duty implementation projects, I know you've been very busy with those projects.
1: What do you think, Matthew? Yeah, look, I think you're absolutely right, of course. I mean, the way that the duty uh, applies for firms is that it, it really does cut across all retail products and services known as retail market business. And you mentioned the cross cutting rules, and in particular, one of those is to enable and support customers to pursue their financial objectives. And so clearly, in context of these proposals, that's going to be front of mind for for banks and building societies. It's also worth remembering that in its statement, the FCA reminded firms that the new consumer duty came into force setting a higher standard of protection for banking customers including where they're impacted by branch closures and ATM conversions. And a number of the rules and some of the guidance explains how the FCA's existing guidance on branch and ATM closures or conversions remain relevant to consideration of firms' obligations under the GT.
0: Thank you, Matthew. Uh, and in terms of next steps, the government is due to designate which firms the FCA's regulation of cash access will apply to and may also designate coordination bodies. Now, the FCA will also consult on its rules, And depending on the outcome, the current expectation is that the new rules will take effect by next summer. Um, Just before we wrap up, any final thoughts, Matthew?
1: No, I I suppose the final thought really is that there's a great deal of information already on the likely direction of travel. And so I think it is a case of firms wanting to get ahead of these changes, given the potential scale uh, of their impact before those consultations are finalised in final rules.
0: Okay, that's great. Thank thank you for sharing your thoughts today, Matthew. So that concludes today's Regulation Tomorrow Plus podcast. We will, of course, continue to track developments in this space on our Regulation Tomorrow blog. Many thanks for listening. Goodbye.